It's March 1st, and this is News of Present Simple. I'm Sean, and with me as always is Boris. Hi! Sean, I want to ask you a question. Do you like big-ass transparent buttons on your games? Like covering half the screen? I do not. Excellent. So please continue with the news. I just wanted to clear this before we get on. Oh, trust me, I will make my position on transparent buttons known because they're pressing my buttons. Oh, yes. News at the top of the hour. Boris, I would like to answer your question with a question. What the fuck is going on with Square Enix? It's just that sometimes Square Enix give a lot of fucks, and sometimes they give none. It seems that recently they gave all the fucks up around, like, 2015, and ever since then I don't think they have any more of those. Well, the situation seems to be a little more complicated than that. Let's break it down. At the start of February last month, Final Fantasy XII came to PC for the first time. Yeah. I don't have a basis for comparison because I never played the original. But in terms of presentation, in terms of the technical aspect, it certainly looks good and it seems to be working well. Uh, I'm hearing it's a good port. Yeah. Two weeks later, a remake of Secret of Mana turned up. A game that, again, I know very little about. I was never really big into the Mana franchise. But reception has been mixed largely due to bugs and a failure to fix some of the older design flaws. Which is weird because that's something that Square Enix tend to do with remakes. Uh, if you look at the remakes that they put out of the original Final Fantasy... Yeah. Some of the really, really difficult and pointless aspects of gameplay from the original version were tweaked and also like made optional. You know, you could play the really hard way if you wanted to, but there were some gameplay conveniences that were just a result of modern times, right? Of people knowing better. Yeah. So for Secret of Mana to not have any of that, I think, surprised fans of that game. And then this week, uh, just a few days ago as of the time of recording, Chrono Trigger, of all games, reached Steam. And it is a port of an Android port, of a DS port, of a Super Nintendo port. Yeah. You know how in science fiction, sometimes when you have a clone of a clone of a clone, they just turn out to be goo? It's just like uh, recently we talked about destroying humans and the aliens becoming just more and more stupid every time. So it's pretty much like that, yeah. We've got blurry sprites, we have enormous menu buttons, uh, you can see tile borders, if that makes any kind of sense. And it is so transparently just a copy of the port to the extent that when you save, you get a message of don't turn off your phone. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even bother, just copy-pasted the code. This is some Konami-level weirdness that I don't understand. I feel like Adam West needs to come back and explain it to me like it's a clue from the Riddler. Yeah, uh, I don't know, I can speculate that uh, they have a B-team that was in charge of this, and they just decided not to handle this, or they know that people want Chrono Trigger, but they themselves, for some reason, don't care about Chrono Trigger, uh, which also can have several speculations, why not? But let's take a step back. What is Chrono Trigger, right? Like most listeners, most of our listeners at least, I guess know what Chrono Trigger is. Chrono Trigger is one of the most beloved JRPGs of all time. It was made by a dream team of developers. It basically, Square Enix brought all their like top aces and said, make a game together. And when 
things like these are made, often they're really bad. And Chrono Trigger was the exact opposite. Like, all of those people, like, played off of each other perfectly and brought you this game, which is, like, extremely innovative, extremely ahead of its time, still to this day very entertaining and very good JRPG, both mechanically and on every aspect of its story, the characters, the plot, the reactivity, the amount of alternative paths, like the game branches amazingly, you don't see that in JRPGs, at a certain point a main character that dies and then there's an option of finishing the game without him or returning him or doing other stuff, there are like five different endings, you don't see that in JRPGs, and people have been dying with all the remasters coming through. People were dying for a Steam version of Chrono Trigger, obviously. Yeah. And then I think, like, the fan base collectively did that, uh, an imitation of that lady from The Matrix, not like this. Yeah. Not yeah. like this. Exactly. I feel that. Because, you know what? My only guess is that they themselves, Square Enix, as a company, as a corporation, maybe even as, as a creative force, decided that uh, 2D animation isn't worth it. And since they're not remaking the game, they're not gonna put an effort into the remaster. Maybe that's what they decided. Because they did have a pretty serious backlash, I think, against the remaster of 6, which six is uh, Final Fantasy 6, which is also one of the most beloved games in the series and most beloved games by Square. Everyone wanted a new 6. They remastered it, not for the PC, but for, like, mobile, just like they did for Chrono Trigger and uh, all the Final Fantasies up to 6. And 6, I think, was a disaster. I don't know, maybe it did sell well, but, uh, but I remember people, like, really hating that remaster. I have some details on that, actually. Okay. I did some digging here. Okay. The reason that I am so mystified, because you're right, like, the obvious explanation would be they gave it off to a B team. They're not really interested in PC sales as any kind of statement. It's just a way to bring in extra income. That's a rationale that I might not agree with. I think it would show, like, a level of disrespect and disregard for their own properties, Right to put out ports that get like extremely negative reviews and very poor sales on a particular platform, even if it is PC, even if they did port it to every other console first. But here's the thing. Check out this chronology, okay? So this whole porting process to Steam started in 2013. First one was Final Fantasy VII. According to Steam Spy, we're talking sales of 1,200,000 copies, which, given that it's seven, I think that's understandable, right? The follow-up to that was December of that year, Final Fantasy VIII, 683,000. Also, respectable. Especially considering that those two games already had PC ports. Yeah, those were the only ones originally released to PC. And this is like, we're talking before Steam even existed. And I would say both those ports, I wouldn't say remasters, they're just ports that stretch to HD, they're great, both 7 and 8. They did a great job with porting those, adding accessibility options, which became like a trademark in, in future ports. All the PC ports Square did for those games, and then 9 and 10 and... Well, so here's the thing. This is why, again, like, I want to get to the source of why I don't understand this at all. 
So from that point, from 2014, they started going largely chronologically. In May, it was Final Fantasy III, 183,000. Final Fantasy IV in September of that year, 194,000. Two games where they took the 3D remake for the DS and ported it to PC. And it was fine. People seemed also, these were technically sound adaptations of the DS specifically. Yeah, I actually really don't like the remake of 4, but for personal reasons, it is, it's a fine remake. I haven't played it yet, I am reserving judgment. But in any event, this gets interrupted that same year. In fact, a month after Final Fantasy 4, we get Final Fantasy 13, which was a port, I think, from PlayStation 3, right? Yeah. 718,000. So, big sales, right? Second highest uh, selling title. Merit, quality, whatever. We don't care. And then, now here's where things start getting weird. Final Fantasy V and VI came out at the end of 2015. Five is the lowest selling at 78,000. Which, sense. given that five, five was always a game that was a hard sell. I mean, Square just never saw it as having Western appeal. So I understand that, right? Six which was a port of the iOS and had a lot of controversy about the sprites and the design, whatever. Not great sales, 132,000. So lower than three, lower than four. And this is Final Fantasy VI, like you said, a game that has a certain cash. A huge following. And a certain reputation. And did a lot for Super Nintendo at the tail end of its life cycle. Mm -hmm. Sold millions of copies back then. A year later, right? April 2016, Final Fantasy IX, which was a good port. On Final Fantasy IX, I'd say it's one of the best ports ever made to a game for the simple reason of the amount of effort that went into it. I don't know if you're aware of it. I think you are because I'm pretty sure we talked about it. But uh, also for listeners, uh, Final Fantasy IX, the assets were pretty much lost. So what Square Enix had to do is take the backgrounds, the existing standard resolution 480p, horrible by today's standards resolution backgrounds, polish them, then create new 3D models to replace like the old pixelated models, because if you play the PlayStation 1 version of 9, it looks like shit today. On a, If you play it on an HD monitor, it looks like shit. They polish them to look amazing. They made this port for the iPad, which works fantastically, which is where I played it. And for the PC, where reportedly it also works very well. And, like, they made playable a game that was effectively lost. Like, the amount of effort that went into Restoring 9, which is also like a lost gem. It's a game that everyone who played it loves, but nobody played it. Like, the thought that they put so much effort into that game shows so much love for it that it just boggles me, like, what happened with Chrono Trigger, but we'll get to that. Well, that's the thing. This is, again, like, going to the root of the mystery, as it were. Uh, That concentrated effort paid off for them. Do you want to guess how much 9 sold? Uh, I'd say a million. No, not quite optimistic. I mean, that would have been great. But relative to the other ports, right? We're talking three, four, six. We're all in the range of a hundred to two hundred thousand. Final Fantasy IX, as of the time of recording, three hundred and fifty-four thousand. So up there, right? Clearly, okay. that amount of effort paid off for them. And this, this was a lesson that 
they clearly understood because a month later, the remaster, the HD remaster of 10 and 10.2 came out, 570,000. So the sales went up the more yeah. competent ports were coming out. Also a great remaster because 10 is beautiful. You're absolutely right. The, the port of 10 was fantastic. No technical issues that anyone reported. This is why like the idea that they were just handing these off to a B team doesn't make sense because they were putting in the work. And it seems as if like based on the work that they did for 9, 10, and 12, like maybe they didn't want 6 to happen again, right? The situation with 5 and 6 where these ports just don't look right. And here we are, though, with Chrono Trigger, which I would say is probably the worst of all of them. Like, yeah. this is a port that doesn't even disguise the fact that it's a phone it's port because so bad. apparently, like, people who have touch PCs are reporting that the touch controls from the phone still work. Which is a good thing you could say. But how many people have touch yeah, PCs, it's not like- right? Obviously, the game is not made for touch PC, but it is. Which supposedly explains why the buttons are so huge. Here's another thing. I played this port on my mobile phone like three or four years ago. I loved it. It was an amazing port. Again, coming to this thing about the iOS ports, the mobile ports Square Enix do, are fantastic for mobile devices, for iPhones and iPads and later Android devices. They started like with only with the iOS, now they're doing Android as well. Final Fantasy 1 and 2 are incredible. They're like, they completely redone the controls for mobile. Uh, playing Final Fantasy 7 and 9 on the iPad was a pleasure. I'm not kidding. It really was a pleasure playing this game on an iPad with no controller, just with the touch controls. They did such a great job. And playing Chrono Trigger with the touch controls was also very good. The design is tight, is good, is proper. A lot of effort and thought went into making this port. Uh, so this makes it doubly offensive because this is a really good mobile port. It has no place to be on Steam. They sully the reputation of this port. Like, look at this crappy mobile port. It's not a crappy mobile port. It's a great mobile port for mobile. The sprites look crappy. Yeah, it's made for a 10-inch screen, not a 20 or 50 or whatever is your gaming uh, platform, right? I mean, the fonts, the fonts are terrible. Yeah. You know, it's like Arial... 15 or something? Yeah, because when you're looking at small screen, you, you want the fonts to be as, as readable as possible. They can't be pretty fonts. They need to be, like, readable. Uh, so, yeah, it's just not meant to be on the PC, and the thought that they put just so little effort. Back in the day, they remade the game for PlayStation 1, which is, like, terribly old, but at least port that. After the PS port, they ported it to the DS, the Nintendo DS, and it had a new translation and bonus areas and like a really good script. And I played it on the DS. That was my first experience with Chrono Trigger. Oh, really? And it was fantastic. Oh, I'm, I'm almost jealous. Now, I played the, the SNES version. Yeah, well, I mean, the SNES version is a classic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, the SNES version is what so many people had their first encounter with, and it was amazing, right? 
I had the good fortune to, because the DS retranslation is so much more, you know how sometimes in the old days, Nintendo did not always do the best job of westernizing the script? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the script for Chrono Trigger on the DS is just beautiful, right? It, it's perfect. And the, the absurd thing is that the, the iOS port that was the basis for the scene port came from the DS, not from the SNES. That's what they usually do. Like all, most of their mobile ports are, if there are DS ports, they take those because usually the DS ports are the best. It's, it's true. And it, it just strikes me as completely absurd. And this is why I wish that there was some way. I mean, the biggest problem for me here isn't just this wildly inconsistent approach that they're taking where I don't understand Squeenix's mentality here. Like, I don't know what could cause them to say, we're going to focus a lot on Final Fantasy 9 and 10 and 12, but not freaking Chrono Trigger, which, yes, Final Fantasy is a franchise that continues to pay off for them because... You know, they keep putting out new ones, and I think 14 is still making them plenty of money, and 15 with all of its I DLCs. I think even 11, which is also an MMO, like 11 still has players, and 14... I wouldn't be surprised. 14 is making them money, still. Now, the thing that is driving me nuts here is, not just that you can't figure out what they're thinking, but that I'm seeing players defending the Chrono Trigger report by saying that if it sails are high enough, Square Enix might be convinced either to continue the franchise or keep bringing their catalog to PC under the heading of, you know, you win some, you lose some. So if the Chrono Trigger port is crap, maybe uh, Final Fantasy XV is going to be amazing on PC, right? Like there, that mentality of uh, some of the ports might be crap, but maybe we'll get some good ones too, but they all have to sell. Yeah, I hate when people get apologetic for corporations where they don't even work. Fuck you, okay? It's Bella Swan syndrome. Yeah, it is. Like, fuck you. It's not like we should buy crappy games so that the Squeenix overlords will grace us with the good ones. No, it doesn't work like that. Squeenix bring their catalog to the PC because they see that the PC sells. Japan has opened up for the PC. Like, the Japanese market was a console market, which is why we had so so little uh, Japanese games on PC. And this shifts now. We, you get Dark Souls on PC, you get Final Fantasy on PC, you get all the big Japanese titles, Monster Hunter. They are released on PC simply because, first of all, the Western market is huge and really likes Japanese games. And second, Japan starts getting PC now. Like, there are a lot of more PCs in Japan than before. It's still a console market. But since they have PC, Squeenix noticed the PC, noticed PC Senpai, and now they want to invest in this market. It brings them money. As you read yourself, they got a million dollars from Final Fantasy VII, which is a game from 97. It's a 30-year-old game that they just got a million dollars, and that's for for the Steam port. I bought it on iPad, and I'm not the only one. Uh, same goes for Nine. You say it sold three hundred thousand on Steam. Yeah, on Steam, I bought it on my iPad, and I'm not the only one. And they they reported those games for some of the consoles as well. So they clearly make money, and they make money because these ports are good. 
They are very exactly. good. Another problem that I have with that argument, you're absolutely right. But there's also, and this is going to sound cynical, but it, it really is how I feel. I don't believe that Square Enix are listening. I don't think that just because Final Fantasy 13 sold 700,000 copies on Steam, that that's why 15 is being ported. I don't believe that. I think they had some kind of plan. I can't figure it out. Like, I don't know why they would make so much effort and put so much priority into the PS1 and 2 games. And also for, I mean, this doesn't even make sense in continuity because, like, they put some effort into 3 and 4. Those did not say when you save on the Steam version, it doesn't say, please turn off your DS. Yeah, yeah, right. So they did that, but then they stopped doing it for 5 and 6, then they did it again, now they stopped with Chrono Trigger and Secret of Mana. Really, what I see, what I noticed here, and I think it's that's it. I think that's that. 3D ports are amazing, 2D ports are crappy. I think... They don't believe, and that's, again, that's pure speculation uh, drawn from what I see on the surface. They don't think the 2D games are worth the effort, or maybe they don't know how to treat 2D games today, because they're all into 3D, and they... Like, maybe they just don't have 2D artists? Like, I don't know, but clearly... You can see that all the bad ports are 2D, all the good ports are 3D. Yes, that's an excellent point. I hadn't considered that. If they had the option, why not just port the DS instead of porting the Android version? Because that's the one that nobody likes. You know, for the 2D version specifically, if they had... Square Enix has access to all of these games... They could have just slapped an emulator framework over their DS versions of these games, put them out, and be the end of it. And in fact... Well, DS is more complicated because you have all the dual screen stuff. You actually need more work on it. I think the they ported the mobile version because it requires less work. The more I think about it, the more I think you might be absolutely right. Because let's not forget that 1 and 2 are not out either. They aren't. They never came to the PC. And those were 2D. Yeah, and they were amazing ports for the mobile, by the way. Like, as I've said before, they they remodeled the controls completely for mobile, but they haven't brought them to PC. Was that the 20th anniversary version? I think, maybe, yeah. Okay, because, no, the reason I'm asking is because I think those were also ported to PSP. Yeah, they brought the PSP versions to mobile with revamped controls, with mobile-specific controls, touch controls. Yeah. I think if that is their problem, if they're having difficulties specifically with the 2D games, right, that category, if there's something about it that is forcing them to use Android ports, maybe they'd be better off not doing it. Because I have to imagine that porting from Android to Steam still costs money. It's got to be something. And it's hard for me to believe that something like Final Fantasy V, which in three years only sold 80,000 copies... That's as much as Final Fantasy XII have sold from the beginning of February. So there's some kind of disconnect here. They would be better served either do a 3D remake, like you did for Secret of Mana. If you're going to go for it, just go for broke. People will buy it. Or leave it alone. Chrono Trigger did not need to come to PC like this. And, you know, you go to the Steam forum and it's like red everywhere. 
negative reviews, refunds, people putting up screenshots. I have not seen a single take on this port that was complimentary no, in any no. way. I, I really prefer the, the game not to be on Steam rather than have it like that. And I have heard people say, well, maybe Square Enix will hear these complaints and take the game off Steam and rework it. I'm like, you guys are putting a lot of faith yeah. in a company that did this in the first place. I want people to play Chrono Trigger. And playing Chrono Trigger uh, right now takes a bit of effort to get it somehow. And now, putting it on Steam, suddenly there's no more effort. So people who have heard about Chrono Trigger for years will buy it, play it, see that it's crap, and say it's a crap game. Oh, that burns my biscuits so this, this, bad. This just, yeah, it frustrates me, because... I really think, like, humanity has something to gain from everybody playing Chrono Trigger, right? Like, because really one of the best stories ever told in video games, I think. Like, honestly. I, I do have nostalgia goggles on, but it's just good. It's I think it's objectively very, very good. If you want to take the value judgment out of it, one thing that you can say with absolute certainty is that it was influential. You cannot say that Chrono Trigger did not have a very real impact on JRPGs today, to the extent that a lot of people who were playing it, if they found like a, a the DS version today, would be like, oh, so this is where all that shit started. You can see very clearly how much of an impact it really had. And the, you're right, like what is most infuriating about this, setting aside the quality of the port itself, the fact that Square Enix are okay with a generation of players discovering one of their most important games in a format like this and being repulsed by it is just, what are you guys doing? Wow, such a tragedy. This is one of those rare occasions where I'm kind of sad that I'm into Final Fantasy and not Dragon Quest, because apparently, you know, the ownership for Dragon Quest is kind of tied up with Nintendo, so they're not porting that to PC anytime yeah. soon. <laughs> so, so I guess, like, the Dragon Quest fans are having, like, a field day, because it's like, our games are fine. Thank you. We don't need any of this Android bullshit. Yeah, the Dragon Quest Heroes did come to PC. Yeah, but that was a side game. No yeah, yeah. A shit. yeah, it's a Tecmo Koi game. A Warriors game. Just really disappointing. It shows a lack of foresight or just like indifference. It might just be that they don't care. And now like people are like, when's Chrono Cross coming? I'm like, are you fucking serious? That's what you want now? No, but you see, but Chrono Cross is a 3D game. They'll make an amazing port. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, if Chrono Cross comes to PC, it will be a fucking fantastic port with all the great things we saw in 10 and 9. You'll see it in Chrono Cross. So I want to end with like one last question for you as a scenario that has been proposed on like, you know, fan reddits and articles and people have been talking about it. Do you think that with enough negative feedback or with a lack of corresponding sales that at some point in the future, Square Enix would be tempted to try redoing these 2D games in a better way? Or do you think that it's out and they're done? I don't think it's impossible. I think that 6 and 5 are done. Like, 5 is done for sure. 6? Six, 6 is a very big game, but uh, I get why Square prefers to look forward. Like, the port is out, underperformed, fuck it. As for Chrono Trigger, that's rock bottom. And 
I do think that with that maybe they will decide to make a little bit more effort. Because uh, I think that Chrono Trigger uh, in the bigger picture it's a more important game than, than Final Fantasy VI. Even though, like, no disrespect Ooh. for VI. Final Fantasy VI is a fucking amazing game. It's definitely, like, at the top three Final Fantasies for me. But I think Chrono Trigger is more important. It's more versatile. It's more interesting for a modern player. Uh, the combat system, everything about it. It's like, it's a game much, much more accessible for a younger audience. And uh, even if you do a lazy port, at least do a decent lazy port. And uh, this one is so lazy that I do think there is a possibility they'll actually retract it and then release something a bit more presentable. It could happen. I'm not putting any money on that, but I'm not gonna say never gonna happen. Anything could happen. And on that somewhat hopeful note for the future, for news of present simple, I'm Sean. I'm Boris. And that's the way the news goes. 